1: No tomato juice, you'll see no potato juice. The planters down in Santa's all say no, no, no. So you let to the local color serving coffee with a crawler. Dunkin' doesn't take a lot of skill. They've got an awful lot of coffee. An awful lot of coffee, man, they got a gang of coffee in Brazil.
2: Hey, welcome everybody. This is your Psychic Connection. Hi, I am Jory and the Coffee Psychic, and we are going to have a fun show tonight. Uh, As a matter of fact, this is my first pre-recorded show, so uh, we're going to record it today... And we're going to, you know, air it out tonight and everything. I'll air it out? Well, that's what we're going to do.
1: <laughs>
2: so I have um, Ms. Kim Nishimoto on the phone with me. Uh, we're very good friends, and we're also in a psychic community together. Uh, Kim and I have a lot of different uh, experiences we share together. And tonight's topic, or today's topic, is miracles. So we're asking, have you had any personal miracles? Um. If so, please call and share share them with us because sometimes we have personal miracles and sometimes there are miracles that we just see happening no matter where we turn. So uh, with that, I'm going to invite uh, Kim on the phone with me. Kim, are you there?
3: Hello? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, it's Kim. Hi.
2: Hey, hey, thanks for coming on the show today
3: yeah my pleasure
2: yeah you know I was just letting people know that we have uh tonight's topic is gonna be miracles yeah. and um i think I think it's an appropriate an appropriate topic. I don't know if you have been thinking about the the miracles that you have experienced yourself um, but i have and and I've got a couple of miracles. Uh, that I'd love to show, uh, share with people. But you know, um, I think a miracle is considered something that is uh, totally unexpected. That's not normally within the realm of possibility. Kim, what do you think? What do you have as a definition
3: for uh, miracles? Well, just to expand on that, it's it's not in the realm of possibility because it's um, it's not. It's effortless and it's not logical. Okay, you know. So when you you experience a miracle, it was it's unexpected because you didn't. Logic tells you that that isn't how it should go, and Mm -hmm. you didn't have to do much to have it happen. Yes, right. Yeah, there's no
2: work. No, and I just looked up the definition of miracle, so I'm going to read this too. This is off of Bing, and it says, A miracle is an event not explicable by natural or scientific laws, such as an event may be attributed uh, to a supernatural being, God or gods, a miracle worker, a saint or religious leader. Theologians say that with divine providence, gods regularly work through created nature, yet are free to work without, above, or against it as well. Um, another definition says, an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs.
3: Yeah, um, that makes a little sense.
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, I know, I know one, one miracle that I can say for sure that I've experienced, and I call this a miracle because, again, I've said this on the show before, I feel that the spirits had saved me, well, actually a couple of times, from a couple of very, uh, what should have been severe accidents. And um, I was on the road on Plasky Avenue heading north, and I was at the intersection of, I believe it was 54th Street, where there's a T intersection. Mm -hmm. And I had my car parked, and um, the parking lane behind the light where I was parked at was empty. So it was a clear lane. And right in front of me um, at the light, the whole parking lane was Was full of cars. They were parked. So as I was getting ready to accelerate, when my light turned green, I suddenly was shoved back, physically shoved back in my car by an invisible hand, shoved my right shoulder back. Oh, my God, did I get mad. And I said, you know what, it's okay for you guys to be here. I get that you're invisible people, uh, but you do not have permission to touch my body. You know, I know you're here, but do not touch my body. So as I'm yelling at this dead guy, a car. I guess he was timing, timing things. He knew that he had the area in, you know, in the parking lane that was clear next to me. He had. He came zooming up and shot in front of my car, because otherwise he would hit the other parked cars in front of him. And Kim, had it not been for that invisible force shoving my shoulder back, it would have been bad, very bad, because this was a four-lane, you know, uh, mm-hmm. four lanes of traffic there. So oh, yeah. to me that was that was a miracle. And I and I've had other things too where, you know, my spirit guides and angels have intervened by by talking to me and having things happen. So those to me are personal miracles. And um and I and I have one more that I just thought about earlier when I was thinking about my miracles. I had it where um do you know you know what the Merconium is when a baby um within the womb, right before getting ready to come into the world, sometimes they'll um, go potty in the water, and that could be deadly, and that could kill them. Yeah. And uh, so my own personal miracle was when my granddaughter, Trinity, was born. She had that happen. And I'm telling you, I was really on pins and needles. I mean, I was scared because... She had it happen. We knew there was a risk. Now there was a problem. And lo and behold, thank you, Jesus, everything came out perfect. She's okay. I will say she was sick for the first, uh, not just a couple of months. It seemed like she was sick for like a year or two or something when she was very young, always getting colds or something. But she's 100% perfect, and uh, that was a miracle because I had had one of my girlfriends who lost her grandbaby because that happened just just before this, just before Trini was born. Wow. So, I was thankful, thankful, thankful every day when I heard that that was happening to my granddaughter. I was going like, "Oh god, is she going to be okay?" So, that that was another personal miracle uh in my life. So, how about with you? What can you what can you say that you've seen that you're going like, "Holy crap, I can't believe that happened."
3: Mm-hmm. Um well, I mean, I think I think, you know, aside from the Oh, it's a busy day and lo and behold I get rock star parking or yeah. you know <laughs> Right. It's like the simple the simple great little miracles that you know you don't ever want to really take for granted, right? Oh totally. And then there was that time where I was I really wanted to do a program and the program itself didn't cost a crazy amount of money, but what it takes to get to and from the program was a crazy amount of time and money. Mm-hmm. And the miracle that evolved was, one, was that I lost my job, which freed me up to have the time. Well wow. And it was enough time to actually, you know, get prepared for it, you know, manage, handle things at home and, you know, things like that, because there was housing to look for. There were, you know, all kinds of logistical things to handle. And then there mm-hmm. was also that the financial component of it, was costly because it involved a tremendous amount of air travel. Mm-hmm. And um right, and lo and mm-hmm. behold, I received a gift because wow. this person had heard that I wanted to do the program and they actually wrote a check for more than enough money to mm-hmm. cover it. And I mean we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And wow. given I didn't know this person that well, right? And I, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, it
3: just, like, that was completely illogical, unexpected, um, not linear, and without effort. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't have to work my butt off to save up the money or I didn't have to exhaust what reserve funds I had in order to make this happen. Yeah. So I'd say (laughs) that that was probably the most, profound moment. And aside from that, you know, there's just getting through loss of family in a way that it doesn't overwhelm me, right? Well, I'd Uh, like to make a comment to that if
2: you don't mind. Sure. Um, It's a personal thing. And um, so you lost a child.
3: Yeah, I did. And it was
2: a, a horrific experience. And and I'm sure there's other people that can relate to that. I've lost other family members, uh, knock on wood, but I haven't lost any children, thank you, God. But what I want to say is that I was there, I had taken a lot of pictures, and I'm, I bring this up only because of something that just happened. I mean, just happened. It was just crazy. Um, I ended up um taking these beautiful pictures. and I was trying to gather them for you at one point, and and all of a sudden they just, disappeared. And I actually got some on a disc for you. The disc was empty. I'm like what the heck's going on here? And eventually, because I've had to change computers, eventually these pictures, I I have looked for so long it's not funny. And now I've got a reasonably new little laptop computer here and I know that I've put uh, I tried downloading some pictures from my cell phone and Just no more than less than an hour ago, Kim, the pictures of your son's funeral popped up on my computer, on my laptop. I'm going like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Isn't that something? Yep. And I've got got goosebumps when I think about it because we just had a seance. You, You know, you come to the monthly seance on a pretty regular basis, and we have contact with your son. And he came through so clearly the other day that when I sit here and I start putting, I try to put two and two together in some situations where we really don't even need to. We just know that, you know, this is the way God works. But for him to come through so clearly and eloquently the other day and suddenly his pictures are showing up on the computer that I couldn't find for so long, I'm going like, to me, that's a miracle. <laughs>
3: yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's it's, that's Cliff it's also, coming through and saying, hey, awesome. Mom. Yeah, Right. And it's kind of yep. um, clear evidence about, you know, the other side working in in one's favor. Yes, and and I also
2: want to say, you know, when I did my psychic development class the other day, uh, I looked at one of my students and I said, hey, I said I clearly see the archangel Michael working with you. You know, he's one of your spirit guides. And this gentleman was a little bit of a non-believer, but wanted to learn how to expand himself psychically, and he said. Um, Well, he just said a little bit, and he goes, okay. And then we take the Ascended Master cards, and we pass them around because these spirits will work through us through the cards and give us messages. So as he was shuffling the cards, he pulled one out. What do you think he got? He got the Archangel Michael card. I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) And there is a a handful of cards. I mean, this is a thick deck. So that was pretty pretty synchronous synchronistic you know kim i we've got a couple callers online here and i want to let our listeners know again um this is a a pre-recorded show for today only you can always always touch base with us at um 347-633-9404 you know put it in your quick dial on your phone and uh it's every wednesday night at eight o'clock central standard time this is your psych connection I am Joanne the Coffee Psychic. Our guest tonight is uh, Kim Nishimoto. Kim's got a lot of her own personal um, miracles. We want you guys to look at yours, too, and share those with us. We're going to do that today. Now, we do have a, a caller here, so let's let's see who we have online. Hi,
4: how are you? Hi, who is this? My name is Candace, How are you?
2: Candace, I'm great. So you saw that we were doing a show tonight, so... Welcome for calling, and um, we're talking about miracles today. So hmm. do you have any miracles that you would say that you've experienced yourself in your own life or anything that you've seen in other people's lives? Hmm. Um,
4: well, I do have a miracle, actually. Um, I had um, a little bit over uh, about four years ago. I had a, um, I got my divorce, but... Um, okay. My ex-husband was trying to take my me. daughter. Um, oh. oh God! Yeah, she was actually brought me to court because he was mad. Um, oh. Yeah, but this is the kicker: his mom was helping him. He he was very very narcissistic. I had to later find out about this information about narcissism and everything like that. But um. Yeah. Um. So. Um. When I got the papers in the mail, because at the time I actually left them and moved back home. My mom, me, and my daughter, and um, and got papers in the mail. Um, basically, just stating that you know uh, I was, uh, you know, basically lying over the fact oh. that cause he was cheating and everything. Yeah. And um, a lot of things he was lying about and everything. And then I looked on there, and it was saying that we wasn't married. And I was like, oh, "What? What was it? Yeah. That's all? Yeah, the fact that we wasn't married—that that was the kicker. My dad is a um, hold on one second. My dad's a day minister, and he married us and had a very intimate wedding. Friends and family." It was just a very small family, his intermediate family and my intermediate family, and took thousands and thousands of pictures. And um, But that wasn't the most important part about it, but with the court, he actually did when they the call himself line and said, you know, we didn't marry this and that, yada, yada, this, yada, yada, and I was so hurt about it because it was like, how could somebody say, They want to be with you and love you, and they, you know, but um, it was nothing but grace of God that my sister had kept some wedding pictures of us, including everything from signing the the marriage license to everything, and what it was, the fact that um, he actually didn't, this was kind of planned, I found out later on that it was planned, because um, Paul. Later found out that and his mom kept my marriage license. Both of that on wow. court and turned it he didn't never turn it in, kept it at a safe. Because she knew what he was doing and basically wanted to live a double life. Wow. And um wow. And but what he didn't know was I later found out earlier, before I even went to court about it, and went ahead and got an affidavit, <laughs> and and had it all all the witnesses find signed, signed it, to the fact that um, he was married. He was on file before he even had a chance to even state that he wasn't even on, he were married. So yeah,
1: so that, that is a miracle. a miracle, and that
4: yeah, that was a miracle, and a half. Wow, the fact that. I found out about all that stuff and, yeah, I would say from a lot of heartache when it comes to terms of that because he was lying and then the judge really found out he was lying and um, committing forgery. <laughs> yes. But, you know, it was interesting And that took how, care of that then, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, that, Yeah. So that well, did you...
2: Well, thank you for sharing that. That that reminds me of the saints, and I, you know, this is a a saint that I feel is very uh, popular with people for legal cases. Uh, Kim, I don't know if you remember this one, but it's Saint Ramon. So, um, in the Mexican, um, uh, you'd say San Ramon is how you say Saint Raymond. San Ramon, Mm -hmm. San Ramon, San Ramon. Yeah. Uh, Saint Saint Raymond is a um, saint for all legal cases. So. If people call on St. Ramon, he will completely help you alter things legally, and hopefully they'll come more in your favor. And um, Cynthia, I don't know if you, or Candace, I'm sorry, I don't know if you have ever called on St. Ramon, but if you come into
1: another
2: another legal case as well, you might want to call on St.
4: Ramon. Okay? Wow. I will keep that in mind because, wow, I mean, that was a very, 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 yeah, you know, it was four years ago. It was a hard time. Yeah, thank well. goodness I'm single still, but you know, it's all right. Heaven came my way, but I would love to. Hopefully, can't can't wait to meet whoever that person is. So that's all I can right. say about that. Good for you. Well, thank you for sharing that.
2: Did you have a specific question that you wanted to ask today?
4: I actually wanted to ask about my love life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, be, yeah, yeah, and, you know, and I thought about that when I was listening While I was listening to the, um, thing about miracles and stuff And it brought me back to where where I've grown a lot spiritually and mentally And, um, okay. and I would I like would to find out who that person that's supposed to be that long-term or that one come in my life when do you pick up on that coming? Or who is that person? I
2: think it's going to take a little bit yet to come. And what I get is I get a sense of you with um, somebody by the name of Rob or Robbie or Robert. And our, maybe it's Ricky. I don't think so. But like an R name. And it feels really nice because it feels like they're going to love uh, Florida for some reason. Wet, wet, oceany area. Now, I normally ask, where are you calling in from, Candace? Louisiana. Louisiana? hmm And you guys do have a lot of water out there, right? Yes, we do. Okay, beautiful. I still get this person having some connection uh, some connection with Florida. And um, so I want you to watch for something with Florida. And only because of the noises that are coming in somehow. Also, I want you to watch out for like a, a, a cruise of some sort happening around you at some point.
4: Yeah.
2: And... I get a sense that you're going to be coming into some sort of money at a later time, Candace. Oh wow! But I think, yeah, I think it's going to be with or without this man. It's not going to matter that you're with him or without this guy. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So just remember, there's going to be money. There's higher education that you'll be going into your your daughter. You've got a daughter right now, right? Yes, I do. She's going to be doing so well in school, honey. You're going to be so excited for her. Wow, that's that's like, good. Yeah, like crazy excited. So, um, so I would so say, he, you know, be, be patient. Do all the things that you can um, to draw this person to you because it's always, you know, you want to work on your forgiveness with your ex husband.
4: You know, oh apparently it yeah. was oh, the best you oh. could do at oh, time. Yeah, oh, oh. oh, we, we, we get along. We actually really get along with the girl. He's with somebody, you know. You know, well, that's, of course, that, that was the reason why I was not in the first place, but I'm very happy for him, I'm happy that he found the person that makes him happy. And, you know, I'm waiting on that person that's going to, you know, whoever I'm going to be in my life, you know. Totally. You know, so. Well,
2: remember, it feels like a Rob or a Robert, something like that, and he feels like he's a really great guy, good person.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay? So, you know, so let you us know what pick up any happened? more about... Yeah.
2: Military. Um, I feel military around him.
4: Okay. Military
2: or police work, something like that. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. So let us know what happens, all right? Okay. All right. Thank Hi, you, Candace. You have a great day and Merry Christmas. All right. Bye-bye. No. Oh, he... no. So, Kim... So we have. So I know you've been doing some uh, studying of your own psychic abilities and stuff. We have another caller online. I want to make sure I get to that person. But so for me, you know, I just want to share with people. When I was feeling this wonderful sweetheart coming in for Candace, all I kept getting, all I kept hearing was Rob, Robbie, Robert, like an R name. And then I saw like a military uniform, things like that. So I was going like, Oh my God, it's going to be a military person or somebody in the services where they'll be wearing a uniform. So uh could be a police officer. You know. Could be somebody else. I know we're getting a, a weird kind of sound there. But um, so were you picking up anything when Candace was, um, was sharing with us?
3: The one thing that I was picking up for Candace was that her life is going to get markedly better. Mhm. Yeah, I, and I, I wasn't getting as specific as like what you were hearing or feeling, but um, yeah, it's it's something like that. And I, I think. Um. So here's here's the other thing, Jory. It's like you know, once you start presenting, the miracles that you've actually experienced. It if you go back and examine your life, mm-hmm. it. It allows for more miracles. And I, it allows for more miracles, one, by virtue of you noticing them. Yeah. But two, I think that when you're present to the possibility of miracles and the surrender in life to have miracles, miracles show up. Mm hmm. You know, so, um, I agree. I agree, what I was, by the way. Yeah, right, and that's kind of what I mm-hmm. was getting from her. I mean, that was a pretty big miracle, and yet, you know, she wasn't really present to it, you know, like up until this point. It was just something that was really cool that happened, right, like synchronicity mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. But at the same time, it was a miracle, and now she could look at life as more miraculous.
2: Well, the other thing, too, I want to say, too, you're so, you're so right. You know, it's it's really funny because Oprah Winfrey – and I've, I've heard this way before Oprah, but people used to go like, oh, Oprah's got this gratitude list, you know. And they say that every day when you wake up, you should really write down, like, ten amazing things that you love about your life. And yeah. I, I heard this a long time ago, but if you if we can start writing down the amazing things that we love about our life, suddenly we're noticing them all over the place. Like, during the day, it's like, wow, did you see that? Or, wow, that was great. Or, or look what I just got, you know or look
3: who just yeah. came to
2: visit unexpectedly. You know what I mean?
3: Right. And uh um, yeah, there wasn't a problem. Right? Look who came. To, look who came to visit unexpectedly and it was so not a problem. <laughs> we <don't, laughs> right. No doubt about
2: it. No doubt about it. So, there's just, you know, the other thing too for Candace. Uh, Candace, I hope you're still listening. Um, there are things called candle magic, and really that's like more focused intention. When you when you take your candles and you light them and you meditate on drawing your sweetheart to you, you know, you always want to make sure that you put in um, the qualities that you want on a man. You know, like if he's a, a good sense of humor, if he's a good dancer, you know, a hard worker, a great family man. You know, you can light your candles and start drawing this to you. Or, or again, the book, The Secret. Start visualizing what you want and draw it to you. And many people will call that a miracle in and of itself when these things manifest that you've been praying for. I know I always do. I'm like, wow, did you see that? Or holy mackerel. You know. Yeah.
3: So. Yeah. Well, it brings to a really good point, though. One more thing, sorry about miracles is that actually they're a gift. Yes, they are. You know, and so the things like the vision boards and, you know, things like that, Um, I think it comes out of the sense of gratitude and the presencing of what a gift it was, right? Yes. hmm hmm Yeah. So another aspect. Well, you know, with the vision boards, they
2: say, you know, that they say there's enough in the universe for everyone to have whatever they want Some people say, I don't want to pray for this. I normally pray, you know, just for others, and I don't want to pray for myself. And I really came from that uh, old school way as well, a long time ago. Um, But they say that there's enough for us to have whatever it is that we need. You know, ask and ye shall receive. Knock on the door, will be open. So if you do want something, don't feel embarrassed about calling out and saying, you know, um, hey, Lord, I'd like an A on my test or... um, more money to come in, more prosperity, because why why shouldn't we have that? It's just a natural part of life that we should have what we want. And we ourselves limit ourselves from getting what we want. So once we can get that straight, then start visualizing whatever it is that you want to have and just go out and start manifesting it. And people, people can also think that you have to have money to make things manifest, but guess what? We don't. Look at that great class you went to. That didn't come from you. That came from outside
3: of you. Yeah, definitely outside of me. Um, there was one thing that I wanted to say about it. The other thing that kind of allowed for that to happen is I don't have a conversation about money that is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, some people and have some a people conversation do. in their head that, you know, people with money are jerks and, you know, money is a bad thing. It makes you evil. You know, it makes you greedy. Um, I don't have that conversation going on. So it would be good for people, you know, if they're looking at that particular aspect of, you know, kind of asking for, that you at least yeah. get rid of that stuff, you know, because otherwise yeah, you're cause asking your belief for. Systems, that isn't good. Yeah, your belief systems
2: will limit you from what you're really trying to attain. So you want to examine them. And you want to look at where you've got that, you know, like you said, money's evil, the root of all evil, that sort of thing. Right. No, no, it's not. As a matter of fact, the money is the root of all excess, actually. I mean, money brings things a little easier into your life, makes life a little easier going, actually.
3: Yes, yes. And I think that, it, you know, and even if you wanted to go there as far as like what it is that you're asking for. It's one thing to get specific about objects and, mm-hmm. and characteristics, but the the thing that um, actually clears it up for me is asking for the experience of it. So what is it like to have a hardworking spouse? It could be somebody who's gone 16 hours a day, or it could be somebody who really works hard and then comes home and is happy with you, right? Totally. So, so there is, is there's not a you know i I would expand a little bit on the experience that you're asking for
4: mhm
2: well they be they say be specific because when you ask for something it will manifest, and you always want to make sure yeah. that it's something that you really want, like say if you want to pray for a dog, and you get you know if you just say, God, bring me a dog, bring me a dog, I want a dog so badly." And all of a sudden you open the door there's a Saint Bernard on your front doorstep and all what you really wanted was a little teacup poodle. The more exactly. specific you are. Yes, the more specific yeah. you are the better it will be so God can actually handle your prayers. And and I just want people to remember about money. Money is energy. It's yes. the flow of energy. And yep. if if you are, you know, a little more rigid on your financial thoughts, it might be a little tough. The flow might not be there. But if you clear yourself up, clear your mind up, you just allow things to flow in and out. That's that's really what you want to perceive around money, and things will loosen up for you.
3: Right. Yes. Yeah.
2: So and I the do lack, have somebody else. A
3: distinction.
2: Yeah, I do have somebody else online here that I'd like to bring on, and let's see who we have okay. online. Hello, caller. Hello. Hi, who is this? This is Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Hi, it's Jorianne. How are you? Hi,
0: Jorianne. Hi, Kim. Doing pretty good. Hi. So there, we're talking about um, miracles, and um, I just wanted to share something, too. I, yes, I, I'm i not really sure if this would be considered a miracle or not to some, but to me, it kind of was. I oh, was... I um actually reading a book called Life Between Life because I was kind of curious about reincarnation. I wasn't really sure, you know, how I felt about it. And this guy who wrote the book, he was a doctor and I wanted to see his opinion and he had done studies. And so I was reading the book. It, it Usually, you know, it's a small book. It only took me maybe an hour to read it. My daughter, who's nine years old, was asleep in the other room. And I, I was so, I was so blown away by the book that I went online to see, you know, uh, reincarnation, you know, in other parts of the world or whatever. And I put my earphones on. I was listening to it for, you know, the the show for a little bit, and all of a sudden, probably about an, another hour later, my daughter woke up, crying. She had a horrible, horrible dream, and I'd never seen her like this before. She, you know, she she usually doesn't dream like in detail or, you know, she usually doesn't have nightmares or anything like that, and she said, Mom, Mom, I had a dream. I had a dream. Please don't leave me. Please don't leave, and she was crying, 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 and I said, okay, calm down. It was just a dream. Let Let me know what happened, and would you believe she said that she had a dream. I was dressed in different clothes in Egypt. And we were like archaeologists. I was with a bunch of archaeologists, and I was digging for some stuff, and the kids were in another room, and they opened the door, and she said an orb came and told them to hurry up and run. She said there was a spirit, it was an orb, and and, and it told us to run, so we ran, and the whole place crashed on you. And she wow. said... Mom mom i i just remember don't leave me don't leave me please i'm so glad you're here and i thought I, I, I and i don't know if it was just coincidental but to me it just tore me apart because i i was reading this stuff about reincarnation and past lives and everything and here she is and she has this nightmare right in the middle of all this you know that i so I, I wasn't sure, you know, if maybe, maybe you know, uh, my my angel guardians or whatever were coming through through her, you know, through her dreams, trying to, you know, say maybe we maybe we we were together in a past life or something, and you know, I don't know, it was just to me it was kind of a strange, little miraculous thing because I had never seen my daughter like that before, and just the way she described, I had her you know, draw a picture of what everything looked like and it just was a odd experience which brings me to the question to you do you do also like past life uh uh regression or anything like that or
2: yeah,
4: yes do I do and I want
2: I want to tell you what my experience is of what you were just sharing with me about your daughter Lisa I really okay. get that number one you were slipping into a, probably a little bit of an altered state when you were listening to that information I don't know if you were listening to anything around Egypt at that time, but I really get that your daughter was in a past life with you.
0: Yeah, it was strange. I thought, wow. You know, that, it just really emotionally emotionally touched me because she was so, it was as if, you know, she was crying hard. And, um, wow and uh, you know the book that i read and everything i was like wow me you know maybe this is real maybe this is really true you know and so yeah i, yeah. I didn't know i i totally to believe that it. she
2: was there with you yeah
0: you know and i and you, i i am i've never talked about anything about re you know uh reincarnation or anything like that around her she she'd never heard me mention orbs i've never talked about orbs to her or anything so how could she have even known you know uh no. she's she's only nine years old, you know. I don't let her watch programs like that or anything, so to me it was just really interesting and
2: Well she probably you probably died at that lifetime where she was there and you left her and she's what I was like, Oh God. Don't die. Wow. Don't die. There you, know, was wow. a, you you think about these miracles where when we had nine eleven and the Twin Towers um got knocked down Think about the people that were going to go to work and then got sick suddenly that right. day or, right, you know, mm-hmm. or something happened with their car and they couldn't make it in. It's just like, oh, oh, my God. So right. that to me is a miracle. You know, you're talking about your daughter. What popped into my head is um, something from the past. I've got a, a, a friend of mine. Uh, her name is Taffy. And she was telling me that, you know, one day she was doing some work. I, th- I don't know what room she was in. But suddenly she had this complete picture of her daughter who was a little little girl in her closet choking. She ran to the closet there was her daughter choking on something. She picked her up and she got it out of her.
0: Oh, jeez. Now
2: that is a miracle you guys. That that, that, is. that to me is yes. Absolutely. When you see something like that you're like holy mackerel how did they know? How did they Right. How did yes. they know? And then she was able to save that person.
1: So yeah, God,
2: God definitely works in strange ways, and we have a lot of different experiences. We have a lot of different experiences that that we we can't explain. I was telling somebody, and and again, I had this um this other. I've had a couple of car incidences, as I think back about it. But this one time, I was driving westbound on a four lane. Um, street it wasn't a highway but it was a street and two lanes going west two lanes going east and i ended up having um i was in the left lane because i was going to make a left-hand turn i did not see that the two oncoming lanes of traffic were cut off and i was literally in the lane uh i somehow missed it where this traffic was coming at me and a big truck was coming at me oh, and um all remember is i blacked out and i ended up on the side of the road and that was it i ended up on the side of the road and i was okay so like how did that happen
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know how did i'm sitting here thinking who drove the car you know who led me to the side of the road you know so so to me those are little miracles
1: you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure
2: I must have, you know, I was probably in remote control or something, but I don't remember anything. I don't remember turning. I don't remember parking. I just remember going like, oh, my God, thinking I'm going to have a collision. That's the. It's like, oh, God, I'm going to get hit. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm on the side of the road, and I'm going like, what just happened? So that's wow. up to me.
3: Those are miracles also.
0: Yes, definitely. Hey, Eric,
3: can I... Um Can I also expand a little bit on the past life stuff? Oh, you bet, Kim. Yeah. So, um, Jory took me back. I hope you don't mind me sharing this. Jory took me back to some past life stuff. And it was really, it was remarkable because it didn't have anything to do with why do I know people. You know, particular people in my life where there's this massive connection and karmic energy to it. Mm -hmm. It actually took me back to... um, I was actually grappling with, you know, it's like, you know how sometimes you get where you're like, you know, maybe I just give too much of myself. Maybe I should pull back because it's not it's not working for me. You know, it's like it's a heartbreak for myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so she took me back, and I wasn't expecting this at all. But here I was, a woman in the... Um, the cowboy kind of days, you know, in a dusty town. I'm wearing a maroon dress with a hat, and I'm getting all pissed off at my boyfriend because he won't buy me a gold-plated box. It's in the general store. And to me, it symbolized, you know, um, affinity and love, a relationship, whatever that stuff is, right? It's a loving-kindness kind of thing to have happen. And I remember him, we, we fought outside about it we argued about it and then he got he got on his horse and he was mad and he took off for a few weeks you know and did whatever cowboys do right and came back and then you know there was you let it go and everything's okay but what she did when she was walking away was she turned around and she looked at me and I'm not in reality in this whole scenario you know as far as I'm concerned I'm just a fly on the wall Right? Mm -hmm. But she turned around and she looked at me and she says, there's nothing wrong with having a passionate heart, honey. Right. Hmm. And that was a different part of yourself, right, Kim? That was an aspect of myself that caused me nothing but grief. Right? Like I give to people, I surrender to, you know, I don't, it's not like I surrender with a, um, a loss of power, but I surrender um, whatever noise I have about it that's bad. So if I'm, you know, taking care of people, then I surrender the noise that I have about it that this is a pain in my butt and it's bad, right? And because, you know, I keep getting, I would keep getting slammed with, you know, n- non-appreciation to say, you know, just to put it in one word, Right. Mm-hmm. So it made it made perfect sense that I'm, I'm the way that I am and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's just, oh, they're, you know, they're doing whatever they're doing and I'm doing, I'm going to keep doing what I do because that's where it comes from. And then the other mm-hmm. one, this was the same sitting. It was really interesting because I was a young girl and I was holding the hands of two young siblings out in a nice, a gorgeous golden wheat field. And I walked into the house, and I saw that my mother had committed suicide. Oh. She hung herself. And um, uh. I was like, wow. You know, and then there was all the, the grief that my dad went through and the life that he lived ever since that incident, which was not pretty. But here I am sitting at the kitchen table as an adult, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. And what I'm waiting for is the person that I'm in love with to come back. And this was the chunk of me that I found myself doing a lot of. Like Mm -hmm. it's a problem and I'm forlorn, right? And I was like, oh, that's where that came from, this Mm -hmm. other thing. Mm -hmm. So it's really great to go into these past regressions because you get a chunk of yourself that you don't know where it came from. But once Mm -hmm. you get where it came from, it's no longer a problem. Or a mystery. Or a mystery, right. for sure. Right. Because You just keep thinking this is current life, something happened and I gotta go analyze it. No, 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 no. Sometimes you don't know the source of it, but once you get the source of it it's like, oh, this is a lot easier to trust again.
1: Mhm.
3: I'm not Sarah and I'm not Annie. Anymore. <laughs> you Annie. know more Right. <laughs> anymore. I was and now I'm not. So it's it's kind of like a a, a benefit of past life regression that I wasn't expecting at all. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Oh, my God,
2: Kim. I have had so many past life regressions in the past, and like you're saying, they totally bring things together for you. Because, again, Mm -hmm. this lifetime, this lifetime doesn't speak to every single thing of who we are and uh, why we are the way we are. I mean, my whole front room... Um, was completely Egyptian, and I've just drawn to Egyptian I've, Egypt. I've, I've had Egyptian. Um, uh, I don't know if I want to say flashbacks, but in meditation, I'm I'm in Egypt. I there are just things that I know about Egypt, you know, and embalming bodies and stuff like that. And and for me, when I look at this lifetime and I've gone back to a past lifetime, it's like it makes much more sense for who I am um you know, this lifetime. And and I'll even say, you know, doing psychic work, psychics give information that's supposed to be hidden information. And when I look back at some of my past lives, I was burned as a witch and I could I could I was on the stakes and I could feel the flames coming up around my body. I could see the flames. I could see the people that were, you know, crucifying me, that were persecuting me. And yeah. um and, and then in Egypt in a past life I was given information, you know, secret Secret information, passing it on, and of course the king's men came and got me, and I had my both my hands and my feet cut off. You know, as a punishment. I'm sure I died after that. I don't remember anything else. But um so we not only have patterns in our current lifetime, we've got lifetime patterns that it's very yeah. interesting to to look at and then reconcile with. And and look at the lessons that you've learned from that, and look at the lessons that you're uh, you're here, not just as a person, but as a soul. What are you trying to learn? And uh, you know, bringing it back around to the miracle part, topic of the show. I think once we have a healing of any sort, I think that is a miracle, as well. You know, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we go back to the past lives, because I mean, even even Lisa, <laughs> look at that. I don't, you know, for what you explained about Egypt and your daughter, are you and your daughter extremely close?
3: We are very, very,
0: very close, yes.
2: Yeah. And so for her having lost you in a past life, she probably clings to you right now. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, that probably explains it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because other kids are like, hi, mom, I'm going out. And you're like, okay, be back at, Mm -hmm. you know, six o'clock, you know.
0: Right. Yep.
2: Yeah, like like my one granddaughter, uh going back to Trinity, when she was younger she could not stand to leave her mother's side at all, ever. And, right. uh, the other yeah. kids are like, Okay, I'm going mom, I'm gonna stay at grandma's. Mhm. Yeah, so you just don't know what it is until you're able to look back and um explore it and plus explore that stuff too. Mhm. So, uh Kim, thanks for sharing that though. I had forgotten about some of that stuff. See, when I've had my past lives I can recall every single past life I've had. Because when yeah. you have a past progression, you're completely there in a different time, different place. You're feeling the dirt, you're you're feeling the air. You're feeling So
0: is it is it like a hypnosis type of thing? when you're doing it is it more like a hypnosis that you do with your client or is it more of a psychic impression that you get that you're explaining to to the person
2: here's the here's the fun part about the um here's the fun part about uh the hypnosis is that when me as a hypnotherapist when i am uh hypnotizing somebody I go into somewhat of an altered state. You're definitely in an altered state, and mm-hmm. and I many times can see what you're seeing.
0: Oh wow, that's great.
2: So that because we're both in an altered state, and sometimes it's almost like you are having a shared experience. Like can I can see right. what you're experiencing, and that's cool because I can know what I'm going to say yeah. before you're going to say it.
0: Yeah, that's that's neat. That's really neat. That's a miracle. That's a miracle.
2: I think that's a miracle.
0: You know? It, is, it really it? is.
2: <laughs> you know, that's why if people want if people want to become hypnotherapists, I mean there's a lot of great training out there. You know, I, I didn't realize it's like flies by so quickly. So I have to uh share with you guys we're coming to a close here. Um so Lisa, I want to say thank you for calling in and sharing those experiences with us. Sure, sure. And um Did did you have a real quick question that you wanted to ask on top of that sharing? And I want to say Kim, thank you so much for coming and joining today.
3: Oh, yeah, my pleasure. It was great to be with everyone. Mhm. Mhm.
0: Um yeah, if you could Let me know anything about career-wise for me. I'm having a little difficulty with my career right now, so if you have any insight on that, that would be great.
2: The words that come to me is crash and burn.
0: Crash and burn?
2: Yeah, has it been really stressful around your career?
0: Very, very, yes.
2: Yeah, see, so I'm getting crash and burn, which to me means you're going to go through some big transformatory process in this career Uh, probably with something that could look a little, I don't know if I want to say catastrophic, but definitely upsetting. But you're going to rebuild. You're going to rebuild. Things are going to get better for you. And uh, you're going to find yourself in a whole new place. But I think you'll have to go through a little stress first, Lisa, before you get to that great, great, great space you're looking to go into.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
2: You'll be okay, though. You're strong, honey. You've always been strong. Yeah, yep. Okay?
0: All right. Okay, thank All right, you.
2: Well, look. Merry Christmas, everybody.
0: Thank you to you, too. Yes,
2: yeah, thank you. Well, we're going to close the clo- cl- close the show now. I want to tell everyone thanks for joining us tonight. Again, this has been a pre recorded show, so I'm going to ask you uh rejoin us again next week right here at um, Blog Talk Radio, your psychic connection. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, Bye. Everyone. All right, bye.